What's up, All About Like You? It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Except our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're laughing because my hair is just wild. We're not, we can't do video today. No video. Just no. audio. I, I have like, um, I used to be so good at maintaining blowouts for a couple of days and it's taken a turn. Oh, really? I got this one done on Wednesday. Oh. It's Sunday. Like, well, mine was Tuesday and I finally just washed my hair today because it was like not. Well, I also did the sauna blanket two days in a row. Mm. And so there was like a lot of sweat. Happening. I've just re- look at it. I've really taken a turn. My hair like no longer wants to participate in that. See, I feel like your hair still like that to me feels salvageable. This mm-hmm. to me, I don't even know. Like I also feel like my like why is my I guashed my scalp today when I was washing my hair, and I feel like whenever I guash on my scalp, it like it mats my what do you call this? Your hairline. It mats your hairline down to your head. And now mm-hmm. I feel like I look like I'm balding. <laughs> Well, I'm taking Remy to the melting pot tonight, and my hair is going to smell like a Ugh. simmering bowl of fondue. I'm, so it, it's the end of this blowout anyway. These kids get you to do some kind of a thing. like, Dude, you have no idea. You have no idea. And the yesterday, competitions and the melting pot. Like, yesterday, I had a birthday party that was two and a half hours. And then I went and took Sienna with another mother to this like uh, – kids store and once a year they have this sample sale it's called denny's and they take like an old emptied bed bath and beyond and they told turn the whole thing it's like a consolidation sale when you walk in they give you like a garbage bag and you have to go through all these racks and sienna and i were there for another two and a half hours so i was out yesterday and then today i had to drive to like the fucking forest to take sienna to some hatchery for girl scouts remy had flag football like it just I don't know if it's that like Grayson is not in it yet, so you don't understand, but it is non-stop. It is non-stop. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I mean, the sports thing I think is there's like a little bit of intentionality around because he plays soccer. Well, I don't know. I guess it's soccer because we're here. My husband calls it football, but he calls it soccer. We call it soccer. Do we play soccer? But that's like the only sport we seem to have to participate in. But I don't know. He So yesterday we also had a birthday party. He, I actually, shout out to the mom. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. I don't think she does. It was an hour and a half birthday party. Amazing. I And I literally said to her like, well done you. Well done. An hour and a half is the perfect amount of time for a birthday party. No more time is needed. Remy's is an hour and a half. If his birthday party is coming up, this was two and a half hours. No, it's too long. The kids don't enjoy the parents don't enjoy because you're so tired. Yes. Um, it's also a huge chunk of your weekend. My weekends don't belong to me. They belong to the children. Um, anyway, Wow. wow. We are in the month of February, and with that comes the, I don't know, beloved, dreaded holiday of Valentine's Day. How do you feel about that? I wouldn't tell you that I have 
love for it or dread for it. I think I feel very indifferent about it. it it's meaningless to me. So is that indifference or is that dread? It's not dread. I think dread is for like the people who are are like portrayed on TV who are like sitting at home eating a box of chocolate by themselves. <laughs> like I I don't it's not about being alone or in a relationship. It's just a meaningless holiday. I don't like fun fact. I don't like flowers. I don't want anyone to ever give me or send me flowers. And I don't like cards. Like I don't want to buy someone a card and write them a card and I don't need anyone to buy me a card either. So <laughs> everything about this day is just silly. Like, don't send me flowers. Don't buy me a $6 card so I could throw it in the garbage. I don't want a box of, of like chocolate from the pharmacy. Like, I don't, what is this? Garbage <laughs> holiday. <laughs> Who is, I mean, you said a lot better that we could go back and unpack, but I think, I think where I'd like to focus is the who the fuck is buying you chocolate from a pharmacy? No one. Like, I'm just saying, like, what are you, what is this? This whole day is like, go buy a collection of nonsense from the drugstore. It's like, get a card and a heart balloon and a teddy bear and one of those hard boxes of chocolate and give it to somebody. Like, I don't, why? Why? Yeah. I think it's probably really cute if you're like in high school, but beyond that, I'm good. I, I feel like two, I'm having two flashbacks right now. One is... I actually remember being younger and my dad actually made me a little like almost like a little emotional when I just said that. I remember my dad bringing me and my sisters the little boxes of Russell Stover's candies on Valentine's Day and he would get like a big one for my mom and like red roses. That was his go-to. That's very Um, sweet and I don't want to crush your moment, but you get that at the pharmacy. No, I know. And the funny <laughs> thing is my family, my family owned a pharmacy. So like there was a, l- even less thought that went into it because you would just go to like the family owned pharmacy. That's and very sweet up, though. You know, a cute memory. Um, and then I also remember my first crush um, in, I was probably like 10 or 11 in grammar school. I remember we went on a bowling date, a double date with my best friend and her first crush uh, to the bowling alley. And they brought us like the oversized Russell oh. Stovers <laughs> with like the fake, what is that material? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the fake flowers. What are they made out of? Like, oh, I don't, not really. Like a, not a version of stuff. Like this. Oh, so I, so the kids do, I don't know if Grayson does this, but the the kids do like little things for Valentine's Day for the class. So Remy did these like little dinosaurs that say like, I don't, it was some cute play on Valentine's Day, I'm forgetting. And then for Sienna, I got slime and they were all ice cream flavored. So it said like, I like you very much or no. like all these things. Okay. Except Sienna, it was, it was kind of my fault. And I was like, are you cool to give that to the boys? Cause it occurred to me that they all said like, I like you or be my, oh. and I was like, is that cool? And then she thinks about it for a second and she's like, no. So she takes them all back out of the box and she rips from the top of them for the boys, all the ones that said like, be my or whatever, rips them oh right off. God. So yeah, I don't, we'll see. But yes, no, it, it has no meaning to me. Like I don't need anything from anyone on Valentine's Day. You also just jogged my memory that yes, Grayson is supposed to do something like this and I need to get my act together because he needs some kind of like 
cute thing to deliver to his get office. on Amazon pronto. I'll send you the dinosaur ones. I'll put them in the. I'll put them on our Instagram too, in case anyone any anyone mom, else needs any dinosaur. For any moms who are failing at momming right now, like me, and need some advice on what kind of Valentines to get for the guys, it's also interesting that it became like, like a. I mean, to celebrate your love with your significant other and a holiday to do that, I don't know. It's kind of bullshit. I agree with you, but also like, why did it become like a classroom holiday? Like, why do kids need? Valentine just to buy more things it's utter nonsense yeah I know it is true I mean these kids are like so over programmed and so overstimulated Grayson came down this morning and he goes so I'm just wondering if today we're going to be doing anything special or anything unique or anything to celebrate me (laughs) what you know I think it's just that like sometimes we do like special things and surprise him with things and so he he comes to have this expectation that there's always going to be like something for him. And so he's like literally this morning was like, "Are you doing anything to like celebrate me?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" I like, no, I was like, "We're just going to be staying home and having family time." He's like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> a lame. <laughs> I know. Then I took him to a, I took him to like a little marketplace with like all these um, friends that I have that were like, you know, selling different things and. The first table he went to, guess what he bought himself? <laughs> what? Two crystals. <laughs> oh, God. I one mean... in the shape of a star and one in the shape of a mushroom. <laughs> okay. Um, Anyways. <laughs> should you ever leave uh, this town to come back to us here in New York, you need to get rid of those crystals <laughs> before he arrives. Oh, my God. I would never get rid of my crystals. How could you say that? I didn't say yours. I said his. Oh, his. No, no, no. No. Yeah. Now he has yeah, two yeah, yeah. new ones in the collection, a star and a mushroom. Oh, so cute. So cute. Until someone comes over and throws all of his crystals oh at him. Yeah. He's just, Yeah. Um, well, anyways, even though neither of us are particularly invested in uh, Valentine's Day, we did think that love could inspire a good topic for this week. And so last year around Valentine's Day, we did a love languages episode. We did. You know, I was thinking about that the other day and like, I, I, I don't remember what we said, but we should have gone back and seen if seen if our answers changed. Well... I could tell you what I would have said. I feel like I could tell you what you would have said too. Hmm. I feel like you were like focused on acts of service. Acts of service. No, never, never. I don't want anyone to get my dry cleaning for me. And yeah, but but also it could be like better than that. It could be like take you on a trip to Las Vegas. Hmm. I don't know what I said, so I can't. All right. Well, maybe we'll have a re-listen and then we can post some things on the ground. Yes. But we did that last year for Valentine's Day. We We did did love languages. It was a good one. So if you haven't listened to it, I'm not like you fans, do go back and check it out. It was a good one. It was one one of our best listened to episodes actually last year. Um, But this year, the topic of love is going to be about self-love. The most important love, arguably, that there is. And because we're not doing video, you all can't see Esther. I just yawned. <laughs> not as a joke. And also giving me shade, like with her eyes. Well, I yawned for real. It wasn't like, a, you're boring me. And the shade is because I have, you know, Eileen and I, obviously we record once a week and we send each other the topics that we want to discuss. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's Eileen. 
And there's not usually a ton of time from when we come up with the idea to when we record. And I have no idea what we're going to talk about <laughs> as it relates to self-love. So those were the shade eyes, but the yawn was just generally my body saying, we've done too many activities and now we have to eat at the melting pot. So that was unrelated to self-love. So tell me more about um, self-love and what you're thinking of discussing today, my friends. So, okay. I was invited to an event a couple of weeks ago for my business, Quantum Potential. And the business creates mindfulness experiences that help people get space around topics that matter to improvements in quality of life, well-being, et cetera. So the, this event was in celebration of February being the month of love and Valentine's Day. And they themed it around the idea of self-love. So everybody who was there presenting or with like stuff to sell was like self-love oriented. So it was really interesting because the experience that I built for all of the women that were there was to help them consider how they think about self-love in their own lives. Okay. So the there were 70 women in the room and I started by asking them a question. Do you practice self-love regularly? And of the 70 people in the room, about maybe five, probably more like three, raised their hand. Well, what would you describe as self-love? So that in and of itself is interesting, right? That we started with a conversation about what self-love is. I think that the fact that self-love doesn't necessarily have a clear definition to us is very telling about how we may prioritize it in our lives. So we, we started by talking about how you would define self-love and I, I shared like a couple of thoughts. So I defined it in four different ways. Regard for your own well-being and happiness, which, is, which can be different from self-care. Relying on love from yourself versus love from others. A way to make yourself feel more whole and compassion, empathy, uh, and joy in your everyday. So that's how I defined it. So now that I've okay. defined it, what, what do you think about self-love? Um, okay, I, I, I feel like I need you to put in the chat and maybe repeat the four things you just said, but I, I would have my own answers. I just want to be able to refer back to what you said. So I said, regard for your own well-being and happiness. Okay. Uh, relying on love from yourself as opposed to being solely reliant on love from others. Okay. A way to make yourself feel more whole. What does that mean? Um, a way to just make yourself feel more whole basically means like <laughs> sometimes you take care of your body. Sometimes you take care of your mind. Sometimes you take care of your heart. Oftentimes you don't. You focus mostly on your body, sometimes on your mind, and then everything else is probably less important okay. or less part of your, your daily routine. But yet you have all these parts of yourself that need to be cared for. Okay. Which make you whole, make you, make you a whole person. Okay. And then the last one I said was compassion, empathy, and joy in yourself. 
So I agree with most of those points. I understand them. I'm going one over them again. To me, I would say, even though you you called it out specifically as not being included in that first one, I do think self-care is very much a part of self-love, at least for me. And also the way in which we speak about ourselves and to ourselves. I don't know what bucket mm-hmm. that would fall under. That's the way I would think about it. So it wouldn't have that many branches. Um, it would just be like, am I treating myself nicely, like physically, mentally? That would be my answer. Yeah. I, I'm, and I think that that's, I mean, it's also like how you choose to define it. Like it kind of goes back to that conversation around love languages Everybody has a different love language. I think your self-love language can be different, right? And so, of course, yours might be different than mine or like how I defined it here. Um, but it was really interesting because before I went to into this experience, I was chatting with a friend and I was talking to her about like preparing for this. And I thought like it was very eye-opening to me because it made me think about like, I mean, I have a very intense self-care practice, as we all know. Um, I think the self-love practice is like definitely an opportunity for improvement for me. And I actually think about it very similar to what you just said around like how you talk to yourself. And that was one of my ins for 2024 was like less negative self-talk, like actually being kinder to myself. And like that example of like talking to yourself the way your best friend would talk to you. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, but it was so interesting because I said to her, like, like j- that very question, like, do you, do you think about self-love? Like, do you intentionally try and love yourself? And she kind of went like, you know, and I think it's just really like, as women, I think it's really interesting when you ask the question in a room that large to see how many women don't necessarily have intention around actually loving yourself. I think, you know, self-care as a form of self-love makes sense, but I I actually really think you're right that it needs to be much more like multidimensional than that because like just giving yourself going to get a massage, if you're like not being kind to yourself about like the way that you show up in the world, let's say, or the way that you look or all the other things that we as women can be unkind to ourselves about. Like it doesn't really matter if you get a massage, like you're still, that feeling of wholeness is still missing, right? You're taking care of your body, but like you're not taking care of your mind. You're not taking care of your heart in that case. That's so interesting that in a group of that many people, only three would raise their hands. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe to your point, like it's like, well, well, what is self-love and what is the difference between self-love and self-care? And I think that part of it was maybe like defining that for people, But I also think like it's interesting to understand. So I basically in this experience, I went through the first part was to create awareness around how you practice self-love or how you think about self-love. Do you believe in it? Do you think that it matters to you? And I think actually that was really interesting too, because in a lot of the questions that I asked, I was trying to get the root of root, get it, I was trying to get to the root of whether or not we understand that it actually matters and it matters so much, especially for that reason that came up when we defined it, which was oftentimes we get love. We are our single source or our primary source of love is from others, which is hard because others are impermanent. Others are, you know, 
<laughs> flaky or yeah, all of these things. And if we're constantly relying on others as our source of our source of love, it can leave us very empty. So, what did you guys do in this session? So we first we first created awareness around how we think about self love. So it was questions like, and and I'll share them because hopefully these are questions that. Yeah, our, our listeners can maybe ask themselves as you're listening, or maybe even as you're reflecting, listening again after you go through the episode. Do you offer yourself self love? Do you believe in the power of self love? Are you mostly reliant on others when it comes to feeling love? Do you often compare yourself to others? Does self love sound like something on your to do list? Do you know your love language for your relationship with yourself? Do you turn to self-love when you're feeling dysregulated in a place of lack or working with fear? These two, these last two, I think are really, really interesting. And maybe we can pause on them for a second. Does self-love feel selfish? Does it stir up feelings of guilt or indulgence? Hmm. Like for me, when I was building this, it was like very interesting for me to build it because I was like, again, I think it's a huge area of opportunity for me. Um, it does really bring up a lot of like questions of like, what do I deserve? What is my worth here? Right. And like, it can be very like deep rooted when you start to unpack some of that stuff. It's hard, I think. Well, I think for everyone, there is a there is a perception that it is selfish. The more time you spend doing things for yourself and not doing them for other people and not doing them for work and not doing them for your family, yeah, it, it is definitely perceived as selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, then it comes back to that question of or or insight that it's so critical though to how we care for ourselves, to feeling whole and if, if that like overarching definition that we started with regard for your own well-being and happiness is really rooted in self-love, like how can that be indulgent or how can you feel guilty about that? Right. So and what was the, la- what was the last question? Um, the last one was so that it was, does self-love feel selfish? Does it stir up feelings of guilt or indulgence? And I think that's like, I watching how people reacted in the room, I think that's where people really got that sense of like, yeah, actually, that is probably yeah. where my blockers really come from, especially as like mothers and caretakers and all the roles that women play in their families and in the world. I would guess if you could rate all of these questions in order of importance, I would guess those two are the ones that create the biggest blockers around self-love. So the way that it, the experience unfolded was you have the opportunity to create awareness through these questions. And then you start to ask yourself why to get to the root of maybe why it feels selfish or maybe why it feels indulgent. And then from there you can start to make choices about how you want to bring it into your life. Um, And then you start to ask questions like, what do you want self-love to look like in your life? What do you want? What was the the goal? Like, what were you expecting everyone to walk away with? 
So the the optimal outcome was to create a practice to bring self-love into their life. So once you have the awareness of how you feel about it, then you can start to make choices. And once you have choices, you can start to create change. So it could be anything from, so the recommendation is then to create a daily practice once you've, once you've kind of gone through this practice. So it could be anything from creating positive self-talk to deciding how you want to trust yourself, to celebrating the small wins in your everyday, to saying, I love you to yourself. Um, Oh gosh, no. (laughs) That crosses the line. I'm looking for this like funny meme that I sent, but I, now I, of course I can't find it. Um, But it was about like making this the year all about me, but not about me, about ourselves. Yeah. Well, I'm a, big, uh, I'm a big fan, but of course, all my friends wrote back and were like, since when is this the year? You've been doing this since the day you were born. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I feel like that, that is like the opportunity to really reflect on is like, I mean, you and I do not need any like <laughs> encouragement on self-care. We do not. We have better self-care practices maybe than many, if not most. But I, I, again, like I think self-love is, is different and I think it's an interesting one. And I think, you know, even to reflect on that, if you have trouble telling yourself that you love yourself, like where does that come from? And I'm not suggesting that you need to answer that right now. No, I'm- I just don't think people need to like talk to themselves in the mirror. <laughs> but I'm not, I don't, I don't need to do, other people might, but I do not feel the need to do that. So I don't know that you need to talk to yourself in the mirror, but I think like, Sometimes life gets really hard and sometimes you feel really lonely and sometimes you feel really lost. And being able to say to yourself, like the question that I asked earlier, do you turn to self-love when you get dysregulated? So when I notice that I'm feeling lost or lonely or all of those things that I just described, can I actually tell myself that I love myself and make myself feel better versus having to go to an external source like alcohol, like another person, like my social media, like all of these things that aren't really, that are just distractions. And what do you think most people would say to that? I, I, I think most people would probably say, I don't, I, I don't do that currently, but it's maybe an interesting thing to consider. Cause I, I don't think most people are able to, when they're dysregulated, it always makes me laugh because I remember the first time you used that word and I was like, that sounds like a bathroom okay, word. Anxious, I don't know. Anxious, anxious, stress, overwhelming. <laughs> when, when people are feeling anxious, yes. um, they, they would have a hard time like working that through, through self-love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I got you. And that's why when you said like, what is the goal? The goal is to create a practice for yourself, which is wherever you're comfortable starting, like that may feel hard to do. Um, But the whole purpose of these experiences is to be able to start to create the space to notice like when you get stressed or anxious, what are your responses? Are they healthy or are they unhealthy? For most of us, they're unhealthy, including myself. Like this is not, you know, my, I by no means am perfect. Um, 
but the whole the whole idea is to start to see where like if you can care for yourself in this way, does it help you have greater regard for your well-being and your happiness? And how did it end? Uh, we all drank wine. <laughs> um, well, that's how it ended. It ended with creating the practice around what you wanted your self-love to look like on a daily basis. And if you wanted to continue the conversation with me, then you would come to my immersion in Toto Santos in May. <laughs> <laughs> or subscribe to Quantum Potential. Um, no, but but really that is that is the intention is to start to create the awareness, start to understand that you have choices around how it shows up and then understand that like you can't just, it's like, you know, I've said this to about a bazillion things. You can't just proclaim it. You have to actually practice it in order for it to become part of your ritual. But I think it's worth trying like to tell yourself you love yourself. Like it's calming for your nervous system, right? It gives you a level of empowerment that was actually the most, one of the most interesting observations that I had for myself. Um, the woman who invited me called the session, a session of empowerment. And I actually realized that like, for me, like the way that I thought about it, self-love is actually the most empowering tool you might have for yourself in your life. Like the ability to love yourself might be the most important thing, most empowering thing you have available to you. So maybe it's a mindset shift. Different people got different things out of it, um, but a few people That's signed awesome. up for the immersion from it, so that was good. Wow, Eileen's <laughs> just out there selling things, just, just selling self love. What else? I mean, what's selling self love? Sell? That's right. What's better to sell? I sold a lot of shit things in my life. Self love, yeah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> seems like I'm on the up and up. <laughs> well, I love that. Um, I have to go love my child and take him to the melting pot. So with that, I uh, wish everyone a very happy Valentine's Day. And well, it's not yet, but it will be coming up. A happy February, happy Valentine's Day almost. And um, or it will be in passing when this episode comes out. We will miss Valentine's Day. I hope you all had a lovely Valentine's Day. Um, and I hope that you think a lot about self-love. And if you have more questions, because we didn't really get to get too deep into this, find Eileen. You know where to find her. <laughs> At I'm Not Like You podcast. Yes. Awesome. Happy Friday.